Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, everyone. It's the MXP podcast. I am I'm Paul Mates, and that's Chris Pajak. One of them's that real surname. Um, well, maybe. Yeah, none of them are really. Yeah. It's fine. Um, One of them's a made-up surname, and so is the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we're going to purge in a moment, which if you're new to the podcast, is just things that have done our head in that we just like to get off our chest. Uh, we're gonna talk, we've are gonna we done a few things this week, so a little catch-up, and then we're going to delve into the things that are nailed on to happen in the new Premier League season. Premier League preview content. But it's, it's fire content for this time of the year, so we'll delve into all of that kind of stuff uh, in due course. But are you ready to purge? I am ready to purge. So my page, it, it has been bubbling under for three weeks, maybe. Ooh. And it really shouldn't have bubbled under for this long. Perfect, yeah, no, uh, to be fair, I've known you a long time and you, you're a ma- you, you are a man who holds holds a grudge. So. so I'm holding a grudge against the packeted sandwich that I bought in America. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, because you know all about it and we spoke about it a little bit last week and stuff. And, you know, we, we, we got to America, we had to go and find clothes. We then didn't have food, so we went to a, a pharmacy to buy food. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 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 we looked at loads of different things and I decided on a sandwich. And it was a fantastic looking sandwich. Mm. But here's the page. I am purging fresh tomatoes on packaged sandwiches. What, too wet? It was too wet. Too wet. And the thing is, it was on the bottom. It was underneath the meat. Right. So there was no barrier between the meat and the lovely soft bread. So it's on like this beautiful sub roll. And it's got like wet lettuce wet tomato, seeds blown out everywhere, ham, cheese, mayo, and this beautiful bread lid. <laughs> but what happened at the bottom is it looked like a fucking uh, uh, a flip-flop made out of cabbage leaves that had been soaked in a swimming pool. Wow, so that's what? a very specific thing for that to look like. I can't say that I've ever seen one of those myself. But you know. So I opened my sandwich and I, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I'd had a cup, I think I'd bought some ciders because I couldn't drink any more beer. And I sat down, I got a plate out and I got a lovely robe on and I'd taken a few pictures of me willy in these mad mirrors. And then I went to eat me, I, I went to eat my sandwich more on the mirrors. I wasn't there, later. I saw the mirrors, carry on. So I went to eat my sandwich and I opened it up and I put it on the plate and it looked fantastic. And I put my fingers up 
I picked it up whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. essentially I burst the sandwich in two as my wet cabbage leaf bread broke and disintegrated and then I had to fold over the lid of my sandwich to then just eat half a butty. Um, and it's all because of this damn wet tomato. I mean, it's fine if you're in a subway and you're going to put it on there and you're going to eat it straight away, but don't give me leaky tomato on, on packaged sandwiches. Purge. Purge. Consider, consider your butty purged. Do you feel better? No, I feel angry. I never <laughs> feel better opened, after these pairs. Just opened the wounds. Yeah, up again. Like, like, yeah. I just picked it and then. Yeah, package bodies are the shit, aren't they? Um, I this week, and this is one that I've, I, this has been bubbling under for years, years, and I've been meaning to do this every week, and I keep, I keep forgetting, and then I, I come across it in the way I come across one of these things at least once a week, and it enrages me. Small people. I, no, no, no. God, everyone's smaller than me. <laughs> um, that would be a really weird thing for me to have. Big people is, is my thing. Um, people are taller than me. There's no need, don't need to be any taller. I'm too tall. Um, unless you're going to be a wrestler or a basketballer, there's no need to be any taller than 6'4". It's just a waste. Okay. just makes life more expensive and painful. Um, my page this week is, and I'm going to use air quotes for this because I think it's, uh, I understand why, is self-closing toilet seats. Okay. What they mean is... Toilet seats that don't stay up is basically what they say. Broken toilet seats. No, 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 no. This is the this is the increased feminization of of modern culture because look, it's the it's the age old thing about women can't handle a toilet seat being up because apparently they have a genetic inability to look at a toilet before they sit down on it. So, like, the amount of women who I, I can only imagine... Do they back based into on, cubicles? Based on the, they, they, yes. they open the door and yes. go like this? Based on the vociferous arguments I have had from countless women close to me and, and far apart from me and in pubs, bars, restaurants, social settings, non-social settings, up for, for years of my of my adult life, women, there's a lot of women who do, who do not take the look before you leap things you know it's, it's a heart too many women i know who have told me stories about how they have fallen down a toilet and that's that shouldn't be on me now because i get it like my daughter is today is so jealous that she can't wait standing up she's like dad can i can i do it and i'm like a oh, baby i wish you i genuinely wish you couldn't i know there's a technique we're not going to get into it like but it's just it's just more effort than it's worth my love just just sit you just have to sit on the toilet and i'm sorry i wish i could make the world better for you because there's loads of things that are terrible about being a girl and i don't mean that in a negative sense i mean it's just loads harder to be a woman than it is to be a man just it is experience or but yeah i've been living with living with the living with the poor wretches like you know what I mean the amount of stuff they have to live with that we don't have to live with other than them who have to live with it the poor wretches no 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 but like bloody hell imagine no but imagine having to bleed out of your cock for a week every month i'm sorry but if you have I to do, live Paul. with that you've got a hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you've got a much harder life than us so don't listen to our general complaints but in this regard it's a, it seems a frivolous thing but it's all tied into the same problem because i i i, I will i take a stand literally I'm not going to sit down and have a wee. I'm sorry. You know, there are instances, very, very rare occurrences where I will take up that option. It's largely in the middle of the night if I've got a kid who's a light sleeper and I don't want the, the loud sound of me having a heavy wee in the middle of the night. Or you're playing your Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking for a, he a hefty <laughs> session on, 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 on Doom or, or Dragon Ball or whatever at this point. But So I will, I will still piss with the toilet seat down but because I don't like this act of having to somehow... But again, sorry for the audio listeners, but I'm standing. You have to like 
sort of hold it with one hand while also holding it with the other hand. And now I'm not the kind of man who fully unbuckles and drops trow. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not in infant school anymore. I don't piss with me fucking kecks around my ankles. I go out through the through the through the flying through the, through the boxes. So I need to have one. One hand is active. So then to have the other hand pinned in the toilet, I'm more likely to piss everywhere doing that. So I, I will trust my aim. Um, you've got to. You're a 36 year old man. Absolutely, I've come this far. Yeah. You know, you've got to back yourself. Um, I, I've said it before in this podcast. I'm not a gambling man, but I will. I will bet on myself, and I'll bet on myself to get most of it in the toilet. <laughs> but I also know, and this is where I understand where the problems come from. Because again, it's not they're not self closing. It's, it's complete horseshit. They just don't stay open for long. Is the point? In which case, you've got an Indiana Jones style situation where they slow close. And you've somehow got to you get under back, the door, pin it back, and then get back in there and get the get a full flow force in under the gap before the toilet seat closes on you, like the transfer window slamming shut. Um, which is a fucking it's fun once, but it gets less fun the more time it splashes back and all over your knees. Um, so and, and, I mean, we've all been there as well, yeah. where where you can see it coming down, you don't have enough time, you just have to pinch, stop, wait for it to come down and restart. So I've got to the point in my life where I won't, I won't, have I, I won't, I won't, yeah, who's with us? I won't, <laughs> I'm 36, I won't allow myself to be in that situation anymore. I'll leave the seat down, I'll go for it, and if I have to wipe up afterwards, I have to wipe up afterwards, that's the, that's the nature. I'm not, I'd rather wipe than sit down. I enjoy, I enjoy the privilege, the genetic privilege of being able to stand up and have a wee. Um, but men are complicit in this because... What I would also pay, I, I will I will take a, a, a page and a half this week because I will happily purge any men who piss on a toilet seat in, and leave leave piss on the toilet seat because I'm, I, that might take a sizable chunk of the population. I'll probably a lot of tabloid newspaper readers and a lot of the people who are the worst people to have around the concerts and football matches. Um, but I'm taking them I'm taking them out because I know women also have to contend with the situation when it's a shared toilet situation. Why would you have, you have to come in and use a toilet when you a hundred percent of your toilet uses require you to sit down? It's not pleasant to have to sit down in a, in a, in a wee toilet seat situation. So I'm purging self closing toilet seat, but I will I will purge men who, who piss and leave piss on the seats, and I will ha- consider the the, the knock on ramifications. Okay, a, a slight observation, not nothing to do with your purge, but just an observation about men and toilets. Uh, everyone who's been to a festival will probably know this. But when you go to a, a big festival and you've got those sort of 25 meter circles and there's just loads of your annals in the middle and there's like a a, a, a a cotton wall or whatever it is, a metal wall with something around it so you can't see inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens all the big festivals. It happens at some of the ones in like I don't know what happens. Why do men queue up to get in there? Realize there's no way to piss and then just piss everywhere. Why don't they just? Go against the tree on the way there. Why do it's the same reason why smokers, when they finish the cigarette, look around for a bin, see another cigarette butt on the floor, and throw it as near to that cigarette as they possibly can because you can. Comp- whoever somebody the, else did a first. Yeah, who's the first person? Now I agree. The first person to fucking break that tight to break that. Like the first person who pisses in a sink in a in a, in a gents' toilet in in, in magic. Nah, I mean I get it. Look, there are situations 
where you know there is there are extenuating circumstances sort of thing there are exceptions that prove us there are dramatic circumstances that can unfold in a person's life that will cause you to break with the tradition of having to go through the, the, the standard toilet routine but you're right there's just a, there's a pack mentality that happens with men when it comes to those kind of situations the lawlessness of it all I, but I think that's it I think the reason men piss on toilet seats is because there's no they haven't got the mams telling them off yeah. and, and you know so it's like oh, and they've had a bevy and you, everyone gets a bit naughty when they've had a bevy don't they particularly if you're younger you know I've done some I've done some horrible things at parties in my teenage years and stuff like that like but you know now I'm a grown up and mature what, like? man well just you, you, you just you're not as you go for a piss and you just like wait look how I act. I'll, sh- I'll try and get it up and down into the fucking hole take the piss because I'm not the one cleaning clean up but you know we've all been knobheads I, I remain a knobhead but just less so in this way so yeah purging purging seat pisses and auto and, and soft closing automatically closing toilet seats. My, my, my page around that I don't have a self closing toilet seat or a, a toilet seat that doesn't Stay up. Your downstairs one's not great. I think that, that's. A, I think that's got. A, maybe it's gotten better, but that used to be a, in a similar. Maybe. In a similar vein. So I remember them all. <laughs> really, they, really get, they stay with you, don't totally, they? Yeah. So my thing is like, it's the arguments about it. It's like, why can't you just put the seat down? And I'm like, well, why can't you? Why can't you? Why do yeah. I have to lift it up? Yeah. Why can't you put it down? Yeah. Share the work. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Why sure. am I doing 100 percent of the work here? Why am I lifting it up and putting it down? Exactly. This is a marriage. It's give and take. Absolutely, hundred percent. You know what I mean? <laughs> but don't give again. Don't give us. Don't give us the bullshit. I, I look again. I am happy for the argument of if there's piss on the seat, that's disgusting because you don't. Why are you wiping up someone else's piss? But I'm not having this like because you can fall down. I think you're nah. That's just that, that. That's like that's Darwinism. That like you, you, should we should what we should do is make toilets more dangerous. To discourage that from people as a species, because if you could die by falling down a toilet, then people would be more inclined to to look before they before they did it. I'm just saying it's an extreme measures. I'll Chris. be I'll be I'll be honest, right? I'm not even sure you need a seat. No, no. <laughs> like it just seems stupid. Yeah. It's like it's, it's the same yeah, thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's two centimeters, three centimeters removed from the porcelain. Maybe slightly warmer. Well, why don't you just make the and porcelain bigger close, and just make it? Smaller yeah, and just make the, make it and just put a lid on it. If you if you're worried about smell escaping, I don't. I just don't see the point of it in the first place. It's like washing up bowls for me. Washing up bowls are just things that make your sink smaller. You've already got the sink. Ah, uh, we have. We had this point. You you you've got a double sink. Yeah. So it makes sense, but you need to have water to wash, and you need to have space to rinse. If you, that's why that's why you need washing up bowls. Washing up bowls have a. I, I can't. You need to have a washing up bowl. If you but if you've got a double sink, then it's it's not an issue for you. So you pass. You're past the need for it. Well, you've, you've, this, you've just got to evolve. It. Yeah, you've just yeah. got to evolve like I, us. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? Get a sink so, that's functional. But you can't. You only yeah, get so much like kitchen. We haven't like, all got. Listen, we haven't all got big houses, Chris. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, some of us have got to live in council houses, have. like you. Should So yeah, um, let's <laughs> thoughts on our pages this week in the, in the comments on the YouTube. Um, interesting week. You went, to the, you went to the Community Shield in a, in a, in a, a smart blazer shirt combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had to buy the shirt and the blazer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, we've got these tickets. For, okay, cool, I'm getting my tickets sorted for that. That's a very good thing. You need to wear a blazer and a shirt. Ah, bollocks. You look great, though. Thanks, mate. Um, I didn't feel great. I felt terrible all day. It's weird going to the footy in anything other than, com- in, than comfortable clothes. I've had this in the past where you go, we've had, we've had a couple of tickets in the main stand. 
for these things for Liverpool, particularly when you then go and film afterwards. I feel like a fucking massive fraud. I feel like I don't feel comfortable in either environment. I feel like a fraud walking into high-end corporate, because that's not me. And I feel like a total fraud then walking out back into my normal life, dressed like a fucking, like a posh wanker. Like, so yeah, I think... Did you have a good experience though? It was a good day. It was it was really good. Like, you know, it was long. You know, we were there at like quarter past nine in the morning. We went to this McDonald's um grassroots awards ceremony, which which was actually really interesting. Um just because there's loads of, it's like do you remember when we went to like the football blogging awards or no, sorry, the Northwest Football Awards mm-hmm. and the we saw like a football team that was uh, for specific types of people and stuff like that and it was just these people who were like there was I forget the name of the lady she was a Muslim lady who wanted to create a football team for Muslims because it's such a white sort of um, influenced sport mm-hmm. and the, the the kids didn't feel comfortable so she created a team and she spends her life outside of work uh, making a football team for Muslim people to feel comfortable and stuff like that and so we just got to meet some really cool people mm-hmm. then we obviously had an interview with Danny Murphy um, and we got to go pitch side for the warm-ups and the big takeaway from the warm-ups and I've never I don't think I've ever stood behind the goal for warm-ups because I've stood side onto the pitch for warm-ups before but I was like the net and then the end of the pitch and then where the cameramen were I was right there and the 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 speed that they were kicking the, the ball veracity with which those balls are struck yeah honest to god because I was saying on the, I think the final word or something it's like it wasn't like half footy you know what I mean those balls were staying hit and it was like it was terrifying to be honest with you it was terrifying like you see why they put the why they do put the, the safety nets up around, oh, around yeah. it now because if you got clocked it like particularly unawares like I've taken footballs to the family goalkeeper for yonks I've in like Colwyn today Put rock hard cases. I'll take. I've been in the face with footy so many times, and it absolutely wrecks. Um, but you're right, professional footballers. If, if anyone, we we noticed this. We we played five aside months ago, and there was a lad who was on the box of Blackpool, and you can always tell lads who were on the on the ladder of footy because they just they kick it harder and straighter than ev- than, than everyone else, and if that hits you when you're not looking. Yeah, it's, it is game over like um, and then yeah so we, then we got pitch sides and we were obviously we had the booing thing and all that and that was can you tell the story about how Aubrey ruined the um, oh ruined absolutely the so yeah we, we were like pitch side and we were right in front of the teams essentially uh, as they were doing their team photographs so first of all like the national anthems and stuff but then they went to do the team photos but as where are you position wise on the we're the right picture? in front we're right in front of Klopp's seat essentially so uh, re- re- nearly on the halfway line, we're just towards the Liverpool side. Liverpool team's here, that's the halfway line. Um, Man City team's here. We're just on the edge there. We've been told that's the only place we can go. We can't move forward. We can't so move on back. the touchline. So we're on the touchline. And Aubrey's just recording them. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then we're like, everyone's like, get out the way, get out the way. So all the photographers are behind us and they want the team photos and stuff. And I'm like, Aubrey. And he's got his headphones in. He's got a road mic on. So all he can hear is the crowd singing. And he's, the just, and he's just there. And every photographer is raging because they're not getting the team photograph. Aubrey's blocking the center of the team <laughs> photograph. And I end up like running up and grabbing him. Like, get out the way. And as we walk off, the photographer's like, well, that was a fucking waste of time. 
time. And there's about 12 <laughs> photographers whose job it is to get that photograph. Absolutely fucking raging at Aubrey, and it was so funny. Oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely. And then I blanked the clap, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, the, you know, we were saying, like, they literally, because nobody really likes doing them photos, they didn't, like, linger around for it. So there was, like, a brief, like, they got in, the ones who crouched down, crouched down, they pretty much got straight off, and Aubrey was, like... Full in shot. Absolutely amazing. That miss Aubrey. I miss Aubrey daily. It was, um, it was brilliant. You discussed it on the fa- on the final word show, um, but just briefly, I, loads of people have asked me about the, the Liverpool fans booing the national anthem thing. Um, I, I booed the national anthem. I, I, I have no great affinity for it. I, I, you've made a great point. Like, I, I, it kicked off, and I waited, I waited for you'll never walk alone to kick off, and it never did. And I've got no problem. And I've got no problem. I don't like. I, f- I can't stand the national anthem. I just. It's. I mean. And this is not just like a music critique. Because let's be honest. Um, ch- Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah. How did I know you? Were say yeah. That? Jerusalem. Sing Jerusalem. I mean, I'm not even big on the whole religious side of things. It's a much better song. You got. You see the rugby again. Not a big rugby fan. But like when you see rugby fans singing that, like bring me my burning, bring me my arrows. It's got something to get your teeth into. Oh, sure. Like you know, whereas like God save the Queen is just like a fucking limp wank, isn't it? Um, Particularly if you're thinking about it, um, but no, I, I just sing a song about someone's nan. I I'm not really into it. And look, I'm not a royalist, so you'll get this. You'll get this from this thing. Like, but I, um, what, what, what's happened? It, there is two things. Liverpool haven't been on that type of stage in a long time. So like, we haven't been in an FA Cup final in a, in, in a few years, and we certainly haven't been in the Community Shield for, for for a number of years as well. So those like very national you know, nationalised television programmes that, you know, people from all over the country watch and because it's the sense of pride and all, and all that kind of stuff. And obviously now in, in, in a more prevalent social media age where everyone look, is loving and looking for a bit of outrage. Because um, that's what I've seen, that, you know, the, la- the largest it is more just like people using this as a, as a, a stick with which to say, to to continue to highlight their clearly, clearly obvious hatred for Scousers, you know, this is why we hate Scousers. Not like, oh, I don't. Oh, I saw the Scousers doing this. I don't really like them doing that. It's like we already hate Scousers, and this is the this is the reason why. Blah blah blah. I reserve my personally reserve my right to to detest the way the country is run and detest the the, the you know the, have a strong dislike for the, the monarchy and 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 of course the establishment. The monarchy, that well. like, look, you know, I don't care about the monarchy. No, uh, all no all, I, all I think is, is it's a drain on public funds I've got that's no... what my my issue with that is as them as people I don't know them I don't care they don't they don't seem like bad people you know what I mean 100% someone will reply to this in the comments because someone always does with the money that they bring into the economy sure and I know, I know there's a tourist attraction side of things too but like I still boil down to it they, they're also quite financially well independently wealthy people as well pay for your own house renovations just saying you know what I mean? That that's it's all those little things that tie into it. When you've got, it would be great if you know I could go go, go up to Liverpool City Council and go, listen, I need to renovate my house. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah. well, well, why? When you can't fund the fucking NHS, and there's people, you know, ho- homeless, and there's people, there's you know, there's food banks and all that. I find it all a bit crass to be spending money on, 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 yeah, it's got com- it. completely, and royal weddings and all this kind of stuff. And look, the country, look, the country needs things to rally behind. And I, look, I, I've, if people love it, fine, they can, they can love it. But you've got to also accept with anything in life that if you don't, if you're not keen or something, you've got to, and you've got a right to protest and you've got a right to, re- re- you know, to register your disgust. Liverpool has been so maligned for so long, and it, it, it's the chicken and egg stuff. It's like you're doing this because we hate you, and it's like no. 
<laughs> so you, we hate you because you do this. It's like, no, we do this because you hate us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, I mean, that's, that, that, it's, a re, it's a reaction to 30 years of, 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 of social degradation and also disenfranchisement and a whole host of other things. And Tony Evans has wrote a, a brilliant, brilliant piece on this. Absolutely uh, and it's, it's an open letter to Jacob Rees-Mogg and his, and his kids as well about, you know, who are purportedly Liverpool fans uh, and how I, it comes, it ties into this whole thing for me about this hatred of people say Liverpool fans and scousers. I, 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 I can't abide people who say I hate Liverpool fans. If you've never met a, a scouser in the flesh and you've never had a chat and a, and, a, and a conversation with a scouser, then I can't stand the blanket like the blanket hatred of it all. And also, I think there's a degree to which you know there's people. Maybe there's people who've got no connection to it who are getting who are, who are, who are kicking off of it. If you look, if you like the the, the Royals and the and all that kind of stuff, then don't get in, don't don't feel like you need to naturally get involved with it. I don't like singing the. Margaret Thatcher songs, particularly. She's dead. Great. But, you know, let's. it's done now. You know what I mean? Move on. Here's the thing, right? If you're a royalist and you're watching this and you're angry with the fact that Liverpool fans booed the national anthem, know that we're not booing the Queen. Or I wasn't. No, great. I wasn't booing the Queen. I was booing the fact that this government hasn't done enough for this city, Liverpool, and its people and its community. And what I find really interesting is it's called the Community Shield, Paul, yeah. and we were standing up for ours. Yeah. And that has not been reported absolutely yeah. anywhere, yeah, absolutely. mate. I, yeah, I completely agree. It's um, I, Nationalism, on a, on a whole, I find nationalism a bit dangerous, and I don't like getting behind it. Like when we were in the States and they do... Like, I, I, I like the... Pu- I, in its purest core, I like the idea of, of something to rally behind. I like that, like the, the community, a feeling a national spirit. I like, but I, I don't like like when you see like the American thing and the people kicking off when a flag touches the floor and all that. And look, I don't want to tread on people's 
you know, thoughts, feelings, and opinions on all this kind of stuff. Like, but for me, all I see is a piece of cloth. All I see is a is a is, a, is an old an old lady who's been born into massive privilege, who gets all of these things, and she. I no, I have no, you know, no connection with that. I feel disenfranchised from the country as as as, as a whole. I feel a greater identity with a bunch of people who put on footy shirts and go and watch it, watch a game than I do with my country as a whole. And that's not on me to engage more with the country. That's how far this country has fallen away from what I the, the, the core ethos is that I that I fundamentally believe in. And I find them more and better within the confines of my city than I do than I do elsewhere. So it's it's hypocritical of me to be full on full into into, into all that nationalism stuff. I could have remained quiet. I was I considered turning me back on it. But again it's like I'll just abuse a, a, a simple but a simple but effective way of getting your, your message across, unless then the message isn't 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 looked into, um, which massively it has been. There's been a lot of good journalism done off the back. Absolutely, the, the like I mean, it. I know that um, Cy Hughes um, from now the Athletic interviewed me on it and stuff yesterday afternoon, and I know he's done a piece, uh, or it should be going out. Uh, it should have gone out this week at some point mm-hmm. with views from not just me but from another few other people and stuff like so. Uh, it'll be, I'll be really interested to read that one as you mentioned. That Tony Evans one was like the first one that I saw. Mm-hmm. Thought it was brilliant as well. And if anybody's out there who's a Liverpool fan who who backs the sort of ethos of this football club and you know the the political views of 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 most of it and a large proportion of its fans, you can do so much more reading on the subject mm-hmm. and you can see why we're angry with the government. You know, going back to the eighties and the seventies and everything that Margaret Thatcher did. Against our city, the cover up against Hillsborough, you'll all know about already. Uh, educate yourselves. If you want to come and have a, a proper gentlemanly discussion, as it were, mm. in the comments, then I will have a discussion with absolutely anybody in the comments at any time. Uh, but we have to keep it civil, basically, okay? Because we'll both be able to get our points across. But please do read up on it first without just calling me a scumbag scouser who's a bin dipper. Because yeah. we're not going to engage in any type of thing where either of either of us could learn otherwise. Absolutely, completely agree with all that. Um, Loosely sticking with the topic of football, Chris, the Community Shield is out the way. The Premier League kicks off this weekend. Um, I thought it'd be uh, good fun for us to discuss because what I've discovered in t- this is that we're entering into our tenth season on YouTube uh, of Red Men. It's actually our eleventh year of doing of doing Red Men TV. We're into now, and I start. I, I, I really struggle to get myself motivated for this season because I see the same stories over and over and over again football stopped being able to su- su- surprise me in some ways and now the, the beauty of Jürgen Klopp and the beauty of his Liverpool side is that you know it's, it's been able to have a few big surprises and big moments that have kind of restored my faith along the way but when you come to this time, time of year it's like YouTube and I'm going to do it on my, my YouTube channel as well like season prediction content because you know it's super amazing original idea let's do some season prediction content we're not immune to that so we're going to do that here but I want to talk through nailed on shouts from our years of experience of being football fans, not like, here's what might happen. Let's just go fucking balls out and just tell people exactly. Because, you know, that BT did that thing, didn't he, with like a, I think Unscripted. it was, uh, yeah, with that big social media campaign, which, you know, was like cl- clever. But, I, you know, with that and the, the Paddy Power fucking gobshites as well, like, you mean, I kind of just, I see that stuff and I go, that's a good idea. I wish it wasn't being done by a multi-million pound co- corporation or whatever. Anyway, um... Tell me something that is absolutely going to happen this season. Newcastle are going to get relegated. Newcastle are 100% <laughs> getting relegated from the Premier League. Um, Steve Bruce will be sacked with a, with a, between six weeks and a month left to go. 
in the season. Oh, nailed on. I think pre-Christmas. Oh, wow. I'm going pre-Christmas. I think he's probably the first manager to get the sack. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. I, that's not a nailed on. Newcastle going down is the nailed Newcastle on. Newcastle nailed on. The, the the time in which Steve Bruce gets... No, for me, nailed on. And they'll get they'll do what Newcastle do. They'll get some fucking mad caretaker Big Sam in a Christmas again. And it's going to be whoever's going to be available, who's on the merry-go-round and who's available. So, obviously the Big Sam thing's there. No, well, then again, Roy Hodgson probably be sacked by Crystal Palace by that point. So uh, he'll he'll be available. There'll be someone shite that they will get in, and or it'll be some like nostalgia figure to take the charge, take charge of the reins and steady the ship whilst they go down again. Um, speaking of which, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will be getting the sack yep. as Man United yep. boss before before the new year or by in January at the very at the very latest. Uh, nailed on, Solskjaer gets the sack this season. Hundred percent. It was the writing was on the wall. The second they handed him that permanent deal, <laughs> when he went, he had that brilliant run, and he, and and, I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong listeners and viewers but I believe he holds the record for the best and worst starts as a as a Amazing. Premier League manager because his caretaker like, period was the best ever start and then when he signed the professional contract I think the the, the, the similar period there was the way it was, was for Man United for, 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 I think for actually you're right I think for Man, I think for Manchester United yeah that's brilliant and I I am fully behind him getting the sack um so my other nailed on shout um, is that they they um, get rid of VAR? Vargas either at, at the end of this season or at the end of its run, whatever it is, it's decided that VAR is absolutely pants, and they, they just they just have to back out. Oh wow! I really, I'm the other, I'm the other way on that. Is that we're gonna have six months or three months of everyone tearing VAR to pieces? Turn it apart. There'll be loads of terrible. There's going to be a record number of penal handballs for penalties in the Premier League in Premier League season because football players will do what what Salah uh, Salah uh, Mane Mane. did in the Champions League final, and he'll just, just start kicking it at people's arms. And there'll be all these calls and saying it's rubbish, and then basically rather than realise it's a bad idea. Pardon me. They'll just double down on it, and eventually the conversation will just move on, and people will become accepting of it. And you'll have by the end of the season, going into next season, the really big culturally established clubs, Liverpool being one of them, and you might find another another couple, but I won't name them just yet. Is do what like Munich and Dortmund and that do, and have like fuck VAR signs up in their in their main stands by the end of okay, by, like by the end of the season, and it will change. Nothing because they're all in committed. You told me something about this before recording. Yeah, about so the three, I, the three I've not had time to properly research it, but I believe it's it broken just before we recorded that they're only gonna like it's obviously gonna be done. I think it's in Stockley Park, so it's obviously not on site mm-hmm. for all the Premier League games. It's one central unit, and it is going to be like the same sort of people. I think they've promoted three championship referees okay. um, to come and do the VAR refing, um, and it looks like there's only going to be five 3 p.m. games on a Saturday being looked at at a time. So if there's six games on a Saturday, one of those games will not be on the screens for the VAR. I do not know how that works. It literally broke just before we started If recording. that's true... 
It's totally believable, Paul. It's completely believable, and that's why... Like, I never... I haven't even questioned it. I haven't even gone to research, and that's lazy of me. Incredibly lazy. So I'll caveat it with, if that is true, if we're creating a multi-tier system for VAR in the Premier League, then VAR is already fucked and should be sacked off until they can do it on every single one, because... They can do it on every single one. But then, but what I mean is they're not. But so yeah. there's a reason that's why the they, issue. But that point is that there's a reason that they're not, which means they can't. Yeah, the the re, I bet you this is what the reason is. They only got three refs to do the VAR. Yeah, well that's what I mean. But it's <laughs> some, another two refs. Some, but that's what I mean. It's somewhere down the line, whether it's budget, couple of couple of, couple of other big tellies. Yeah, exactly. But there's there's a somebody has balanced it out and gone. We cannot do cover VAR. On, How many on Saturday threes are the first? Um, good question. The Saturday threes are one, two, three, four. So there's only four three o'clocks. So maybe maybe there's a case that there aren't. So the, that maybe that's the most there'll be. So and maybe there won't be a situation where that happens. It might it might be that if people are complaining about it, the the, t- the TV fixtures haven't been done. I suppose look down the line this way. There's, there's ten fixtures every weekend, largely. Yeah. Right. A Friday night for most of this season. Mm-hmm. A Saturday twelve thirty, a Saturday five thirty, and two two or three Sunday games. Yeah, so they're probably okay. But if there is a situation where there's even one game in the Premier League that does not have VAR, then VAR needs to get fucked off because you're just offering. A, and we'll judge whether the unfair advantage is in the pros or the cons. You're changing. You you you're changing the sport by doing that. Completely not a fucking bollock. So yeah, there will be absolute. Fucking murder. Nailed on, by the way, though. Liverpool, and no one no one else outside of Liverpool believes this, Liverpool will benefit significantly from VAR this season. Liverpool will go back in the very bare minimum, will have at least an average amount of penalties at Anfield this season. And if you don't understand the reference I'm making there, Liverpool for the last four seasons have averaged well well under the mean for the amount of penalties you get at Anfield so this notion that there's a bias an Anfield bias that comes into that is it's the absolute opposite of that it's to this it's to disprove referees disprove they're being a bias by being biased the other way it's all to kill so like it's terrible Um, okay I think we've stopped referring to it as the top six at the end of this season and what does it become City and Liverpool slash top two does it go back to being top four then? So it could be the reference becomes back for champ for the, for getting into the Champions League rather than being a top a top six. Or I don't know. I think it's going to be two plus. It, two plus it, the who who's going to fill the top four? You know what I mean? Like like there there's just going to be a big fucking gap between Liverpool and Manchester City, and we stop talking about them as the big six, and it's it's like the big two, and then two other teams. Okay, who? Who is nailed on to be the team that comes up from the championship and absolutely flying and is in the top four positions in the fit by the end of, in, in and around the end of September? Well, it's not Sheffield United. No, it's not Aston Villa, Ooh. and it's not Norwich. So, so none of them then. I, it's not not a true Villa. Villa have bought very 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 sensibly, but it's whether they can get, they can get it get it better enough. It wouldn't shock me if not if not it's turned it up. I think the fact that they've got those early doors, Liverpool early doors, but they might might hinder that or something. Nailed on for me. Frank Lampard has an amazing start as Chelsea boss. Amazing, and everyone's like, oh, there's a big sense of relief. I've, you know, we haven't got Sari to deal with anymore. Blah blah blah. So they start flying, and they are banging contention in the top in, in the top four in the first few months of the season. And then the second they have to start contending with multiple fixtures a week with Europe and all that kind of stuff, it all starts to 
it all starts to crumble a point, crumble apart, and then it becomes a race. Who can be sacked quickest between Lampard and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Okay. Um, nailed on. And this is probably one that most people will disagree with me. Leicester struggle this season Ooh. under Brendan Rodgers. And I think he's a good manager. I just don't think it's going to work there because I don't think he's going to get it achieved out of Vardy. Okay. And I think he's bigger than Brendan. Now. That's really interesting. That see, my, uh, <laughs> I there's going to be uh, there's there's basically this notion this season that it's on Leicester, Everton, and Wolves as the teams most likely to break the dominance of the top of the top six. Nailed on. That will not happen. <laughs> that will not happen. Everton, I think, will come closest to that. Yeah. Um, I think Wolves will have. I think Wolves will have a bit of a tailing off th- th- this season, and Leicester, Leicester could very well go either way. It wouldn't shock me personally to see Leicester nip, nick Everton into, se- okay. into seventh, just for the just for the fume of it all, and, and Brendan smiling down on, on, on Marco Silva, but. Uh, yeah, nailed on. Everton will have some real, some real optimism about things. They will have a middle stretch of the season where they think everything is fucked, and they will have just enough around the back end to make them get a little bit of optimism that they can once again to make a challenge to break into that top four, and they, so they can have another summer of if we get into into the Champions League. Because I've heard them, I've heard the conversations, but and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Everton, but the most the the most likely outcome of Everton's season is is that one more nailed on thing though. Okay. They're going to win a Merseyside derby this season. Nailed on. Don't shoot the messenger. It's nailed on. I'm not. I'm not inventing this stuff. This is what's happening in the in the Premier League this season. Wasn't I read something on Twitter? And I've not fact checked this, but Harvey Elliott's dad was in the nine the last time he won a derby. <laughs> and if that's true, that's inc- it's genuinely incredible. <laughs> His dad yeah. was in year well, nine. Well, bear in mind, it can't be far off true because what year was what year was it? it was like ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. We were in. Year ten, yeah. So and I'm older. I'm, I'm you know I'm twenty years older than Harvey Elliott. So I'm old enough to be Harvey Elliott's dad. So that's very 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 possible. Anyway, um, <laughs> the only thing I, the only thing I'm struggling to in the in the script that's written in my head of the Premier League season, which I'm, I'm accessing from the ether, what's not coming through clearly is who's getting relegated. I've got so the only thing I've got right now is nailed on that six teams will get relegated. Okay. It'll be an unprecedented move for the Premier League to go. These six teams are so shit that we're just going to relegate six <laughs> and we're going to bring six new ones up from the Championship. So I think, I think it's two of the promoted sides and Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, so and I'm going to give the edge so to Norwich. Nailed on. Well, Sheffield United. Sheffield United finished, finished nailed bottom on of the league. Nailed on Newcastle. For Newcastle me. United nailed on Norwich City. I'm gonna go the other way and say Aston Villa go down. Okay, I'm go- yeah, I, I did the flip of that, but Aston Villa are gonna be in the conversation without a doubt. Um, Burnley, I think nailed on to go down. Brighton <laughs> nailed on to go down. Um, there's lo- there's fucking tons. There's tons <laughs> of absolute dross there. Um, so the, I, I think this is the season. Depending on what happens in the, in the final week of the transfer, what's happened in the final week of the transfer market, where people stop saying the quality of the Premier League is is absolutely amazing. I think there is going to be. You're right. I think there's going to be the top two teams. I think there'll be. I think Spurs will be in similar to Chelsea last season. I think Spurs will be right in the conversation from the kickoff, but they'll. T- but I think they'll tail off. I think Chelsea will be there, but won't be won't be there for as long. 
And but then yeah, you're right. They'll be the top two will be fifteen to twenty points clear of the rest. Then you will have Spurs nailed on third, mm-hmm. fourth nailed on Arsenal, fifth and sixth. It's unclear. Depends who who the replacement managers are. Okay, probably Man United fifth. I'm gonna I'm gonna go outside shells. In fact, no, fuck it. Nailed on. Pochettino leaves mid season. Mm. And goes to manage another United. football club. And Manchester United finished fifth. Nailed on. Chris Pajak said it nailed on, not me. I, I mean I didn't, I just said he left. <laughs> you, you filled in the blanks there. It's the nailed on show if you're saying stuff, it's because it's nailed on. Okay, sounds. Um nailed on. Does it have to, it actually happens it as well, doesn't happen, it? Nailed on Liverpool in the league. Oh wow. Because if it actually happens and you just have to say it, nailed it on. Manchester City win the league, unfortunately. But nailed on Liverpool go back to Wembley in one of the cup finals this season and win a domestic a domestic cup. Not sure which one. I, the the, the vapours are telling me it's the FA Cup. It would be a, a tough ask after the, winning the World Club Championships to go and then win the Carabao in January. But then you just. Took like, up, took up, took everyone up in bed. You'll be you'll be twenty points clear of third in the league by that point. Just nailed on. Harvey Elliott scores the winner in the Carabao final. Then, <laughs> Sad. yeah, I love that. Um, top goal scorer, Sadio Mane. Nailed on. Mo Salah. Nailed on. Okay, cool. Um, any more? Uh, player of the season, Kevin De Bruyne. Nailed on. If he stays fit, he will. But it's nailed on that Kevin De Bruyne will miss at least three months of the season due to injury. So that's the only thing that's going to stand in the way, unfortunately. Of that, of that. you know, I'm doing. I'll, let, I'll go full Doctor Doctor Strange. I've I've seen the 14.1 billion possibilities, and it's 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 down to those two. Okay, sounds <laughs> um, brilliant. Let us know your nailed on Premier League predictions for this season. If you're on YouTube, in the comments, or you can tweet me at the Paul Matron, Chris at Mister Blood Red on Twitter. Or, or la- last one, nailed on VAR decides the title. Okay, on the last day of the season. Oh, <laughs> nobody is happy with the nailed results. on VAR decides the season because Liverpool get a penalty every single game and they win it with eight to go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the channel. It always helps. And if you're listening on any of the good podcast apps or even some of the shit ones, uh, leave a five star review and some comments on that as well. Um, anything you'd like us to discuss, any of your favourite moments from the uh, from the podcast so far, let us know in the comments below. Uh, and other than that, we'll be back. Um, we're not we're in Istanbul next week, aren't we? So no podcast from us next week, but we return the week after that, possibly. I'll have to find someone because you're going on holiday as well, don't you? We'll figure it out. Stay tuned. It's going to be exciting, possibly. Um, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for watching, for listening. I can't believe the XO has been cancelled. The what? The XO. It's been cancelled. the XO? The TV programme. The OA. The, the OA. thought you were just Brian and Lawrence were out on their ears there. Like, yeah, you, you heard it here first, XO. Nailed on. Bin. Nailed on. Yeah, it's nailed been cancelled. Nailed on, XO. Last till the end of the season. You heard it from Chris Bajer. Um The OA's been cancelled, yeah. Gutted, mate. Um, no, I never, there's another series I never need to watch. Brilliant. Like all the people who missed out on Journeyman and Flash Forward. Brilliant oh, flash series forward, man, that you never hurts. need to watch because they got still fucking Still pains me, that man. And Firefly. What the hell happened? Anyway. Well, at least he wrapped it up with a film with Firefly. Did it. Good old Josh Whedon. Thanks. Thanks for watching, listening, subscribing. We'll be back very, very soon. Cheers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.